Welcome to Hindsight Hacking. I'm Corey Carter. And I'm Ron Cool. And we've talked to hundreds of entrepreneurs hacking their hindsight to give you better foresight. And now we're bringing you those same great interviews along with other mindset hacks, visibility hacks, traffic hacks, and more to get you all the tools you need to gain more visibility and gain more traffic. And of course, gain more sales. So head over to GetHHM.com forward slash toolbox to get all the free resources to help you get more. And so without further ado, let's get to it. All right, all right, Whoa. all right. We have a very, very special guest uh, for a round two or part two on hindsight hacking. And if for anybody that does not know Cody Jefferson, if you listen to him for about five minutes, you probably have a tear in your eye or ready to make some changes because Cody, every time you talk, that is how I feel. You you are so moving, so powerful, like everything that you talk about just hits me right at home. Uh, but for anybody that doesn't know Cody, embrace the line. He's got the line method. He helps you with your head, your heart, your health. And uh, Cody, I, I'm very, very grateful and thankful that you've chosen uh, to join us again. Uh, and yeah, like, like, can't wait. Oh man, listen, when anytime you guys want me to come be a part of anything you're doing, you know all you have to do is ask. I love both of you guys. I think you guys are doing extraordinary things. I love the way that you set up your show. I get to be on a lot of shows, right? Like we, I do this almost every single day. And let me tell you that uh, what you guys have going on here is really, really special. And so any way that I can support what you guys are doing, I'm always, listen, I'm a fan. So I'm always going to be on board. Yeah, I appreciate that, Cody. We, we actually were on a show. So Corey and I, we were on uh, someone else's show. It's the second time we've ever been together on another podcast show. It was yeah. kind of funny. And they asked us who our favorite guest was. And I picked you from our first time because it was such a moving interview. And I remember it like it was yesterday because it was the only podcast that I tried instead of connecting with audio on Zoom, I hit dial in with my cell phone. So mm -hmm. it totally sounds like I'm talking to you on my cell phone. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. But so I remember it. It was such a moving interview and I loved it. So we appreciate it. But for the people that didn't catch your first interview, one, go back and do it. Episode Two, 33. Yeah, episode 33. If uh, for anyone that doesn't know a little bit about Cody, can you give them a quick little backstory about you? Oh gosh. Yeah. So listen, I am a, I'm a fairly normal guy that gets to do really extraordinary things every single day. So I am a man of faith that lives in the beautiful state of Oklahoma with an amazing, extraordinary, much more talented than myself wife, along with our three kids. Um, I have the privilege and opportunity to lead a community of a few thousand men in a, a group called Embrace the Line. So I'm a performance and results coach. So right, we dial in your head, your heart, your health, and your habits. And so over the course of the past four and a half years, we've led over 4,000 clients to generate over $250 million in revenue, giving away over $32 million of that as a former pastor of 13 years. That is extraordinary because I could never have done that from the pulpit so that i always say that the pulpit was preparation for the platform god really had planned for me over thirty-seven thousand pounds lost collectively over 300 marriages saved and listen we are just getting started powerful yes all right you i you know i don't really know any any other pastors like i you know just i, I know some people that can uh you know are very faith-based have risen in the church and and yeah they've been on the on the other side of the the sermon like myself but 
for for you, you you started there and you just got good at 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 teaching from there, right? And uh, and and really just sharing the message that that was that needed to be shared. And uh, to, it's one of the most unique things that I have that I see from you on, on how you can share messages like nobody else in comparison. Like just walk us through when it really spoke to you that you were the one that needed to share the messages that were in front of you. Oh yeah. Well, you know, it was, it's about five years ago that, uh, honestly, I just got tired of putting a gun in my mouth every night and wishing to pull the trigger as I was, you know, face down in a bottle of bourbon. And again, that wasn't every single night, but understand that for 13 years, I walked alongside people in every single capacity that you could. And, Getting into ministry at 19, I didn't really understand what I was getting into. I just knew that I was good on stage. I knew that I loved people. I knew that I looked pretty good with a guitar in my hand and I could sing okay. I could speak okay. I could perform all right. And th that was all I really needed. And so what I didn't expect was the, the frustration, the anxiety, um, the addiction to affirmation, the codependency that it would bring about, um, the inadequacies that I never dealt with as a kid in, in ways in which... I was gaining all of my value from how I could perform and how I could be all things to all people. A lot of your listeners will actually really resonate with this as entrepreneurs, as, as coaches and consultants, as people who walk alongside others. You have to be very, very careful that you don't lose yourself in the framework, that you don't sacrifice your soul on the altar of your own success. Because what happens is we start to blur the lines between what we're doing for others and what we're doing for ourselves, what we're doing for the sake of loving our family and what we're doing for the sake of creating a perfect picture to place on Instagram. And so for me, being in ministry, I was good at all the things. I was praying all the right prayers. I was, I was giving my money in all the right places. I was doing all the things. Yet at night, there was this crippling anxiety because I didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't know why I didn't necessarily believe the things that I said that I believed. I didn't know why my marriage was falling apart. I didn't understand why people around me were like dying. Eight family members and friends in the course of eight months while I was walking through a very public divorce. Like nothing prepares you for that. Mm -hmm. And so I kept looking around and pray more, pray more. Well, I'm praying all I can pray. Well, you just need to be on your knees more. Listen, I've got freaking blisters. I'm bleeding from the knees because I can't be on my knees any more than I am. I'm doing all the right things. I'm showing up. I'm leading all the funerals to my own niece and my own sister and everyone else who's dying around me. And this started out of the recognition that I could no longer do this because in 2016, my body said, no, it checked out. I went septic. I almost died. 106 fever, unconscious for three days, dropping 20 pounds in a matter of days. That's where Embrace the Lion was born because I recognized that there was no one coming to save me, that the ship was going down. So I could either drown with it or I could take whatever wreckage was left of my life and I could put pieces back together and build a new boat. And that's what I did. So now, again, over the course of four and a half, five years, I have made it my mission to walk alongside highly ambitious, highly successful, extraordinary men and women in helping them recalibrate the level of their success to the integrity of their soul's work. Wow. No, that is so true. And, and it's something that Corey and, Corey and I talk about. And it's what you just described is something I was just talking about where <clears> – <throat> you you're being prepared for something great absolutely so this this movement that you're creating yeah you were pre prepared to be something great however yeah. you had to go through those really hard times to be prepared and become the person you're trying to be and that's where 
the enemy or whoever you would like to believe sure puts things in front of you to stop it's, you from becoming that man well sure but i and i also think that sometimes we give we give that too much credit as well i think sometimes you know for me i just was in my own way yeah right sometimes we'd love to give we'd love to give that over to some sort of higher power that that is the reason that things happen but sometimes it's just you it was just me I was addicted to working. I was a workaholic. I was working at some points 18, 20 hours a day. I was taking on too many roles, doing too many things to impress people that didn't matter to collect accolades, right? Like medals in a trophy case. And the problem was that the more that I made, the more positions I created for myself, the more that I tried to become so like irreplaceable, the deeper and deeper into depression that I fell because nothing fixed it. Yeah. And I find that even on the flip side of things now, working with people in different verticals who are generating multiple eight, nine, some 10 figure exit companies, right? Pushing for their first IPO and doing really extraordinary things, yet can't seem to figure out why they're on their third marriage. Their kids won't talk to them. They're 60 pounds overweight, drinking every night, miserable. They've got more money than they know what to do with, but money just illuminates all of the things that you thought it would fix. Uh it, it the first time we heard the story about that you know eight family members that yeah. you had and yeah. and the, the first time that you walked us through that that time that it, back in 2016 it it takes so many people would have given up right like it takes somebody that you you might have been down in so many different ways but you you were able to come out of it stronger than ever and now you're able to share others with others, like how to put their priorities in such a way that hopefully they don't get to that point. Uh, yeah. You know, what's like, what, tell us, what was the first step for you after when you were finally at rock bottom? Yeah. Tell them the you're truth. like, I'm changing, changing. Um, what yeah. was that for? Telling the truth. Telling the truth. Yeah. There's a difference. There's a difference between being honest and telling the truth. So you can be completely honest with yourself. You can be, you can be telling yourself the story that you know is completely honest to your soul and still be lying. You can tell yourself that you're doing something and you're doing something and you're doing something for the sake of doing something, but in all actuality, you are not doing the thing of which you speak, right? You can be trying to fix things in the ways that supplement and supplicate and medicate and sedate all of the ways in which you think you're moving forward and actually not move forward. So you have to tell the truth and then you have to get objectively honest and you have to recognize what's working and what isn't working. And for me, being all things to all people, for me, being inside the walls of a church where I couldn't communicate a message effectively that I'm called to communicate because sometimes it uses four letter words and would be called heretical. But I recognize that the God that I was trying so desperately to find and have a relationship with, because make no mistake, there was no cheap grace. There was, it was messy. It was dirty. It was it was obscene the way that I actually found my life. Everybody says like in worship songs, like take my life, Lord, just, man, I just, I just, just use me as you would. Bullshit. You don't actually mean that. Nobody actually means that. Nobody wants to lose their life to find it. Right. Nobody does. So I had to be really, really honest. I had to tell the truth about what I was actually saying and about what I was doing and the results that were actually like coming to fruition. You'll know tree by the fruit that it bears or it does not bear right 
And what do we do with the branches that don't produce fruit? We cut them off to make way for those that do. So I had to, I had to go through a season of refining and a season of pruning and a season of cutting off dead branches that no longer served a purpose. And one of those was my role as a pastor occupationally. Now, I believe I'm more in ministry now than I ever was because I'm able to reach a magnitude of people that I could never have reached within the four walls in which I had called home. But I had to get very, very honest about that. And I had to tell the truth. I had to tell the truth that what I was doing wasn't working. I had to tell the truth that there were days that I was drinking too much. I had to tell the truth that most days I was a workaholic. I had to tell the truth that I actually wasn't the husband that I said that I was. By all intents and purposes, everybody thought I was perfect. I did the right things. I said the right things. I prayed the right things. I led the right things. But inside, I was just empty, searching everything that I had believed or was told that I should believe and all the things that I studied academically over a period of a decade, I couldn't admit to myself that I actually didn't know. Hey guys, I know I'm teaching this. I'm preaching this. I'm calling you down to this altar. I don't know, guys. I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know, but I think that's what faith is. I don't know. Right. And so to be able to step out of that, to say, you know what? I, this, this isn't working. So long as I stay here, I am, I am Washing the message that I feel like I'm called to live out. I can't say the things that I feel like I need to say. I can't be me because I'm so addicted. I'm so addicted to the affirmation and to being the thing that these people need. Good people, good, good people. I just needed to get out. So that was it. Removing, leaving my identity. For some of you, you know exactly what that feels like. And you're in that season right now where you've, you've identified as something your entire life. A label is placed on you either by you or by someone else or by a profession, by a degree, by a way in which you live and move and have your and all this now because we're in uncertain circumstances. That label is now removed from you, whether you removed it yourself or it's been removed. And now you're wondering, okay, well now what? This is the only thing that I own. This is the only thing I knew. All I knew was I was a pastor that was a husband that was a full-time dad. And then I wasn't any of those things. So the beauty about when your whole house is burned to the ground, everything that you thought you knew and everything that you thought you had and everything that you thought would never be taken from you, the beauty is that at night when all of the embers die down, you get to see the stars. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, so much, so much has changed. Like since, since we talked with you last, like, those branches. So we, we started trimming the branches, right? Yeah. Um, and it actually made it. So Corey and I left our nine to fives. Get out of here. Yeah, absolutely. Both, both of us are doing that now. Come on. Um, Yeah. So it's been kind of a crazy time, but it was really getting very clear on our values getting very clear. And it was a lot of things that, you know, I really started looking at how I approach things. Cause I think last time we were on the show, we talked about that work all workaholic because I'm a workaholic. And I also just resonated with something else that you just talked about that I want to touch on is you are more than what your job title is. Yeah. Right. And I think so many people look at, you know, like I was talking to my wife about this, you, you know, you're still Rachel. Yeah. You're a mom. Now you're a homeschool teacher because Mm-hmm. There, she has to do that, but she can't lose her own identity or then she yeah. gets lost. Right. And <clears throat> we talked about that a little bit when you were on the show last time. And that just put me on this path of really understanding my net worth of who yeah. I truly was and could be, Yeah, who I could be. And 
then I realized my job, and I'm not telling everyone to go quit their job, but what I'm sure, telling them sure. is sometimes that job, that six-figure job, isn't who you are, and that's why you're not happy. And But you're putting all this effort into it because you're trying to appease or appro- get approval from somebody, and I'm a reformed people pleaser. Sure. Try to be reformed. Corey yells at me all the time that I'm not, but I try to be. So he doesn't get to yell at me all the time. But yeah. <laughs> how 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 did you get over that affirmation piece? Because I I know for me as the the people pleaser, that's hard. Mm-hmm. That's hard. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. So so I I would love to say that that it was a really easy process, and if you'll just do. <laughs> Three steps as outlined in my free download. I got my you notes. Too, you too. Go. Peace and happiness. You know, one, I think we have to really make a, a clear, hard line in the sand that what we're after is not to be happy because happy is an emotion and happiness is fleeting. And so when we start to equate uh, our own levels of, uh, of fulfillment to happiness, like, we're, there are days that we're going to be happy. There are days that we're going to be sad and understanding that that's okay. It's okay that we have ups and that we have downs. What I was really looking for was fulfillment, right? And in finding fulfillment, I can find a joy that is everlasting, even when, I, when the happiness is a bit fleeting. I'm not happy every day, but I'm fulfilled every day. And so what did I do to shift from the mentality of needing to be all things to all people to now doing what I do now, serving you know a community of, of incredible men in Lion Elite to become, again, the leaders, the husbands, the fathers, the business owners, right? the influencers that they say that they're going to be, that they, they're called to be, the kingdom-minded leaders that they're called to be. I recognized that I was doing no one a disservice, or I was doing no one a service and myself disservice by being a yes man. When I was in the hospital, I can remember standing in front of the mirror, 25 pounds lighter, looking at myself with my little freaking IV bag, just hanging out, trying to make sure that the back of my robe didn't come undone as I was, you know, trying to situate myself in front of this reflection of a man who I didn't even recognize anymore. And I looked at myself, I splashed some water in my face and I said, is this who you want your son to be? Your son's one years old. Is this, is this the man that you want him to be? And the answer was no, and, and, but I didn't have the frame, didn't understand how to become different because my environment dictated my reality, just listener as or viewer right now live. Your environment is the single greatest indicator of where you're going, your, your environment and your circle. So I recognized that both needed to change for me. As uncomfortable as it was, the environment and the circle that I was in, as again, as beautiful as it was, it was toxic for me. And so I had to remove both from my life, right? And sometimes walking in love is walking in distance. And that was the first step for me. The second step was to align myself with a new community and with people who were on a similar path to me, who understood me, who maybe didn't understand my whole story and didn't necessarily have the background that I had, right? Because it's a kind of few and far between that have the kind of story of ministry that I did. But but you know what? What's interesting is when you seek, you'll find. It's somewhere in a book I've read. And I will tell you, whatever you want to believe, I, I call I call that God. 
has been so faithful that even in the messiness of my journey, even when I went prodigal, when I came out of ministry and I swung hard against the other way, you know, expansive mindset, spirituality, new age, all the things, God was so faithful to me that even as the story in the prodigal, you know, I went and squandered everything and made a fool of my faith. And yet when I was desperate to come back, he came running after me. And what a brilliant and beautiful story that I, again, I couldn't have modeled out my, like any other way. And now people have been placed in my life. Dear, dear friends who are on a similar path, who have a similar background, guys like my best friend in the world, Keith Yaki, who was a pastor and is now, again, one of my best friends and a highly respected entrepreneur in this space, like Gary White, who have been such a mentor to me and, and such a dear, dear friend and is someone that I, I respect so deeply and has become, again, these, these kindred spirits, guys like Nick Long and guys like Brandon Duncan, guys like Coach JC and so many others who have poured into me guys like taylor welch who is my mentor currently who is such a strong man of faith but also a very accessible uh, human being and i've recognized that the level of the success and the contentment and the fulfillment of my life is in direct proportion to those that i choose to surround myself with so if you had to start with one thing right now it would be to look at your environment and to look at your circle uh, um Taylor Welch, his podcast, Daily Mind Medicine, is my yeah. absolute favorite outside of ours, but my absolute favorite <laughs> that no matter what happens, no matter what's going on, I listen to that show every yeah. single day, Monday through Friday. Taylor's got so much, so much incredible knowledge that he shares uh, just in that five minute, you know, daily show that he does. Uh, mm -hmm. So huge, huge fan. And that was got, I was going to be a question like, well, who do, who are your mentors? Who are your people that you're seeking advice from? Yeah. Uh, Cause it's one thing to surround ourselves with, with peers, you know, and, and it's the right circle to help drive each other. It's another thing to coach people, which I want to get into is, yeah. you know, everything about the lion method and, and the lion yeah. elite that you just talked about. Uh, but we, we all need to have a coach. If yeah. we, to, we all need somebody to, push us yeah right so so taylor's your your person anybody else that's kind of mm -hmm. pushing you to be better and be stronger oh my gosh my wife my kids um my church no one in particular but the ways in which i want to be able to give and support and cultivate change in a really quantifiable way i say now like i wasn't called to be a pastor but i am called to be a provider and so that motivates me purpose cause mission those motivate me right i uh, i've come to the point where i don't i don't need a person to motivate me what i do need is i need a strong circle and i need frameworks and i need to know blind spots and i need to know where to execute that i currently don't have the capacity of understanding where that is because i've not been there yet so for me it's it's all about aligning myself and investing in myself in the ways that make uh, a lot of quantifiable sense. And so as a, again, I, I've mentioned Taylor and Chris, um, mentors of mine, I am invested with them and I have no problem saying that. Uh, I believe that we should all eat our own dog food. And if we want people to invest with us, we should be heavily invested in ourselves. And I have, again, other friends in my life that hold me accountable uh, to the decisions that I say that I'm going to make. I have an incredible wife and uh, again, kids who hold me to 
the schedule that I say that I hold myself to, one of the reasons that I wear a suit, and I would recommend this for any of your listeners who are working in or around the house, uh, uh, even during these times, but certainly extended past these times, I wear a suit not because I have to wear a suit. I wear a suit so that I can take it off. I wear a suit so that at the end of the day, my kids know, okay, now, now it's time. Because what happens is if I don't come to an office, even here in my home, if I don't dress for the role that I play in my professional life, what will happen is I will start to blur the lines and my schedule will get messy and everything will get convoluted and it will become homogenous. And the things that were meant to be special are no longer special. The things that were meant to be extraordinary are no longer extraordinary. The ways in which I was supposed to set my phone down, well, now I don't set my phone down because I'm in the same work attire that I, <laughs> that I woke up in. Right. Wow. So creating markers. But yes, to, to, uh, to answer your question, uh, they're my mentors, um, my, again, my, my kids and my wife, my community are my support um, and the vision that God has placed in my head and in my heart that I work out through my hands and my habits on a daily basis is the only drive that I need. Yeah, no, I think that's that's so important. And I know when Corey and I started this this journey, that supportive wife is so important, right? So like I remember sitting down with my wife and talking to her about this was the crazy thing I wanted to do. Yeah. And she was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, uh, I don't think I, I, I kind of like eating and I want to live in my house. And I was like, no, it's going to be fine. She was like, let's just pray about it. I said, yeah, okay. That's not a no. It's better than a no. So then we started going to church and going to church and, you know, yeah. it's something we always did anyway. Yeah. But then like every message I kept telling Rachel, I was like, gosh, I feel like I'm going to church and God's like, here's the phone. Like I'm talking to you, like mm. go do go do what I'm telling you to do yeah. and use your God given guests to do what I'm telling you to do. Yeah. And there's a story and Corey's probably gonna get sick of the story. I've said it like a bunch of times, but it's, I love this story. So I'm going to share it. Um, my wife's aunt is her calling. She feels is to have a llama farm to support battered women. Absolutely. And, 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 yeah. and, and it's going to be awesome. I, so my question to her was, okay, awesome. What are you doing to get that? Yeah. And she goes, well, nothing. I'm waiting for God to provide. I said, okay, cool. Let me tell you something. God's not going to open up the sky and drop a llama farm on you. Like you have to, like if he gives you the moment and the idea, you have to take that moment and move yeah. where he's going to give it to somebody else because he Come wants on. it out there. He wants That's it out word. there. Right? That's Listen, and, I got I got so many stories like that yeah. of, of people that will share. And listen, that's a, that's a whole word right by itself. So I've been saying that for ten years. My wife has heard this for ten years. Okay. okay. So the week the the Sunday before I turned in my notice, mm -hmm. we're sitting there, and the message was around the God's given gifts and you taking the moment. Come on. And I turned to my wife, and she goes, "Okay." I was like. See, I told you, like, I'm telling you, I'm being called to do this. And what's yeah. crazy, like I'm looking at all of our, our clients that we've been blessed to, to get with. And I was saying to Corey I, and my wife, I go, look, we don't take clients unless they have a mission to impact people. Mm -hmm. It's not about the money. It's like, we can impact so many people by helping you get your mission out. Right. Yeah. And I'm looking every single one of them are very faith-based and it's, we didn't plan that. We haven't yeah. spent a dime on advertising. 
not a dime. And what is the what is the premise of what you guys are doing now that you've left your jobs and doing this full time? What are you? What is the pro? What are you doing? We have a bunch of different things. We have a couple of different courses, but we have we have a whole agency that I love doing graphics. Okay. Corey loves doing funnels. We love editing podcasts. So we started doing those. And now we're able to take people's imagery out of their head and make it a tangible movement where yeah. we just we just started creating. So ironically, we have a bunch of different courses and we came yeah. up with a course called the VTS movement. Love it. Um, and we don't have a funnel on it, but we've sold seven and they're high ticket. And it's a little crazy because now we're like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah so what is guys it? providing what is it i mean it's so vts visibility traffic and sales like that's our whole goal is we want to help in anybody that's in our circle to increase their visibility traffic and sales and Love it. and so it's it's basically if it, anything that we're doing if it's your funnel we're going to help if somebody pays us to build a funnel, we're not just saying, okay, we're, we're going to go do it black and white. No, we're walking that person through. You need a video that covers this, right? Like you, you need to share your message this way. And, and we'll, if they say they just want it a certain way, we, they will, we will do that. But it's, yeah. it's more involved in the coaching aspect of the entire process, right? Like we're going to build a graphic that helps you stand out. Like our podcast art is that orange color because on the phone thumbnails, right? It stands out. And so when we do art for Rhonda's art for people for podcasts, our first thought is, does this stand out amongst the crowd of thousands yeah. of other podcasts? Right. And so this whole thing is all these, this agency work, it, it's where our goal is to help, you know, our clients with the, the visibility and the traffic and, and then everything, if you do all that stuff, right, then you're going to get the sales. Right. But well, it, they all have to have a message. Yeah. They have to have a message. What's cool about it is, what we don't like, I'll tell you what this was birthed from. This yeah. was birthed because <clears throat> there's a lot of people selling stuff and then instantly sell you into something else. And I hate that. So, <laughs> or, yeah. or you buy into something and you're like, oh, cool. It's a thousand bucks. And now I, I'm going to get everything I need. And then you realize, oh, you got to hire someone to do graphics. Oh, you got to hire yeah. a funnel designer. Oh, you got to hire this. And you're like three, four grand in, right? Yeah. We wanted to say, okay. We're going to include freaking everything you need to be successful. So there's zero excuse, Absolutely. zero excuse. We're going to give you all yeah. the coaching. We're going to give you everything. And it's just one price. There's no upsell. There's, there's no upsell. It's just, that's what it is because we want to help you get your, your movement out there. Because yeah. if we do that, if we do that, then we're being good stewards. And if we're being good stewards, God will provide. Love it. And then on top of that, you guys do like podcast production and yeah. Little things like that. You do like the, you like where you do it to YouTube as well. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So like right now, we're live in our Facebook group on YouTube, live, and then uh, we take this and make it our podcast, and then uh, move on from there. Yeah. So Monday, our this show that we're recording right now will be we live on our show on on the iTunes and iHeartRadio and all that, and so we help people. I mean, clients coming to us and, and helping them build their stream yard so they can just do live shows or podcasts, you know, from nothing to, to launching. We just had one of our people, uh, he launched a show two weeks ago and hit number one in parenting uh, was his, his niche. And so, yeah. Love it's, it. It's the, you you help with all the tagging, with all of the everything. everything. Yeah. yeah so we, we try to make it a completely frictionless process where as the entrepreneur, we yeah. want you to focus on two things, especially in podcasting. Go record an interview and mm -hmm. then actually go sell something. 
Those are the two things I want you to worry about. Everything else, you give us the audio. We'll take care of your editing. We'll make it sound great. We'll put it on StreamYard. We'll give you all your social media graphics. We'll give you your story graphics. Love it. And we're cheaper than, like, literally, we are talking to an agency who sells one show, one show for all, all that stuff for 200 bucks. Ours is $50. Wow. Because we're, we're, we're tired of people getting taken for a ride. Sure. We just, because sure. we know, we know there's good people out there doing the right things. And, and we also know that the world needs people to get their messages out to create better human beings right now. And so if we can help people a little bit, we did our job. I love it. I yeah. love it, guys. Now I know where to send people. And I'm launching a podcast soon. So I'll just come to you guys and you guys can handle all of it. Absolutely. We'd love to. Love We'd love to. to. Oh, my gosh. There you go. It'd be amazing. All right. So yeah. one of the questions, Cody, I wanted to get into today. You was, sold me. I, I really want to hear. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, I really want to hear about the embrace the line, the line, yes. the lion's yes. leap. Like, I, I know we touched on it last time, but. You were, I think you were just launching yeah. the four yeah. pillars, right? Like it was so, yeah. it wasn't ready yet. I don't know. No, no. So we, uh, so the, it wasn't ready. Uh, so the four pillars have been around since the inception of, or the conception of, of embrace the lion. So head, heart, health, and habits. So head is how we treat our mind, uh, our thoughts, our beliefs, our heart is how we treat our relationship with ourselves, with others, with God. Our health is how we treat our body. We got one vessel to change this world in and our habits, right? Kind of the daily container of how we live and move and have our being. And so all of those influence our, our power, our purpose, our production. Um, and so Lion Elite was born out of the need to, to reach a broader community of men who uh, are highly ambitious, uh, successful in what they do but uh, in order to reach that next level they they just they need the right frameworks right so we we have the frameworks to help you move forward in your business again taking guys from legitimately 5k a month month one to 100k month four right so we we have frameworks and sops we have all of these different metric systems and ways to track kpis that are important to a business owner at least they should be otherwise you're just a entrepreneur right? right and so from there we we also focus on obviously our bodies. We focus on, you know, weekly mindset mm-hmm. training, but really the, the beautiful part about all of this is the mentorship that happens as a result of the community. So one of the things as, as high achieving men, as you know, that it's a fairly lonely process, right? Most people don't understand. They don't understand what it's like when like their 120% is really your 60%. And so you've got by really on this natural level of talent that most people will call arrogant. And it's really frustrating to you because you want to do more, but you've gotten so conditioned to doing less and getting the same result. And nobody's going to push you. We have the law of the lid effect. So you're surrounded by a bunch of maybe like really great D league players, but you're never going to go to the pros. And so for me, having, again, walked alongside some of the most extraordinary leaders and entrepreneurs, some of the most extraordinary business owners uh, and men and C-suite executives in the world, um, recognized that my skill sets were better utilized, not just in a one-to-one capacity, because that's all I had done for the past three and a half years, and built a highly profitable, very, very highly leveraged business on my own skill sets and my ability to walk alongside people. Right. It was a it was a heavy investment, but the ROI was heavy as well. Right. 
but recognize not everyone is at that spot. And so what can we do? And so Elite was born, walking through everything that I walk through one-to-one -one clients with, putting that in a framework, right? Putting that in a framework with dialed in, again, daily metrics, weekly checklists, daily uh, game cards. So every day we're posting our wins on the board because one thing that powerful men need and positive men need is more reinforcement that we're doing good work. Some competition. Competition. <laughs> right, right. Healthy competition and ways in which we know that we're moving the needle forward in quantifiable ways. Right. People say, well, how, how are you going to measure your effectiveness with your family? Okay. Well, we've got 30 days in a calendar month. How many of those days are you sitting down for dinner without your phone? Put it on the sheet. How many, how many days a week are you taking your wife out on a date? Let's put it down. How many days are you taking off in a month? How many trips do you have planned this month? Even if they're staycations, what do you have planned? Oh, we can measure it. We can track it. We can track it as quickly and as easily as we can track your cortisol, your stress levels, and your body fat content. We can track it just like we can track the numbers of your KPIs to see where you're bleeding money out in your business and where you're spending all of your time instead of investing it in the places that really matter. And guess what? We're going to hold you bloody accountable. Why? Because we believe in each other. And this isn't a brow beating. This isn't a, I'm going to take you into the middle of the ocean and dunk your head underwater and make you carry a log 50 yards or take you into a mountain and blindfold you and throw you in a pit and tell you all the things you've ever done wrong in your life and beat you down until I build you back up. That's not for the guys that are in this community. These are not guys who need that sort of like abusive father right. role in their life. For some, it's useful. For us, it's not. We are men on a mission. Things are good in our life. This isn't like our last ditch effort to make things work. No, we are, we are men who are committed to a call. And we just see each other through on that. And I provide the frameworks for that. I provide the accountability for that. I provide the structure for that. We have several coaches on the inside. Some are doing eight figures in brick and mortar. Some are professional competitors. Some are gold medalists from the Olympics. So we, we, we've got guys from every single walk of life that have done extraordinary things that are doing more extraordinary things now as a result of being a part of this community. So we're doing something that has never been done before, right? We're doing something that is built on what men actually need, which is support and positive accountability from other men who are emotionally, spiritually, physically, and relationally healthy in their lives. And we're doing a really fun job at it. I, I love one thing that you just said was What's the KPIs. Like, cause so Let's many go. businesses, right? Everybody, <laughs> everybody tracks their KPIs. Everybody yeah. tracks, did I hit budget? Like, but nobody, no one turns that on a personal level and tracks. Yeah. Like when you were starting to track that, I was actually keeping a score. I was like, okay, I didn't take my phone to the table uh, this week <laughs> yeah. very often. Cause my wife yells at me, yeah. uh, not because yeah. I choose not to bring it. Sure. My wife yells at me. So I get sure. a negative re reinforcement there. Yeah. But oh this my is, gosh. This is why we, we wake up at the same time every single morning, right? That's why we're posting our morning wins every single every single day on the scoreboard. Right? We need to know. Did you hit did you hit your workout this morning? Did you, hit, did you hit your 32 ounces of water? Did you hit your daily gratitude? Did you hit your journaling? Did you hit mapping out your day? What's the framework? Right? What are the three things you're working on in your business? What are the three things you're working on inside of your family? Right? What's the plan? What time are you off today? What are we doing with that time? No, if the only reason that it can't be tracked is because you're too lazy to track it.
Yeah. The only reason that it's not being tracked is because you don't want to front that which is standing in front of you in a mirror, which is the only reason that you aren't where you say that you want to be. You can blame it. You can blame it on a bug. You can blame it on a color. You can blame it on a creed. You can blame it on a sexuality. You can blame it on anything that you want. But at the end of the day, it's you standing up in front of yourself. And that is the reason you don't have what you want. So if you're not tracking it, that's just because you want to cop out and you want to blame somebody else. <laughs> yeah. So the morning, the morning routine, if I remember yeah. correctly, you get up like 3.30 in the morning and you have your hour and a half or yeah. two hours before, right? Like yeah. that. So, you know, I just got to say that that's been something I've been working on almost this whole year. I mean, I get up and I do basically 15 minutes. It's not a lot, but I, it started as five minutes. Of yeah. workout and then now it includes stretching and it includes meditation and then it you know after that it goes to i am writing a card to my kids and my wife of you know some kind of gratitude some kind of thankfulness, some kind of you know motivational piece and then and reading like that's kind of like i've been just building this morning routine so much so that now you know i'm like ron we don't have with the exception of one day a week like we don't start until 9 30 mm-hmm. right because that's everything else job. Everything else is is so important in that in that morning routine. I haven't I haven't built it to go and and start tracking the way it needs to be at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I just knew I'm like I'm gonna step have it stack on this and start yeah. with, start with five minutes and it, coming up on in 15 days it'll have been 365 days Beautiful. of me doing that every single morning. I don't care what happened, how I felt, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, it's so true. We, we got to track these things and my kids yeah. laugh at me cause I have a little checklist. Like, did I do that? Did I do that? Yes. <laughs> so well, and a, uh, and a, a pro tip for all your content creators out there and for you guys as well. Right. So my morning routine, uh, something that I found very, very effective that you may as well. Right. And you can give or take the proverb. That's fine. I don't expect everybody to be people of faith, but for me, there's a book called The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. He is a man who authored the book Chicken Soup for the Soul. And it is a brilliant, beautiful book of leadership. Right. So again, it's called The Success Principles. And let me tell you, there are a bunch of them. And so what I do is sometimes they're three paragraphs long, sometimes they're a couple pages long. I read one principle every single morning. And I pair that to the proverb that I'm reading that day. Mm-hmm. And then I reflect on my own life and I think, where do I want to take people? What, what's being said today between, between success and the here, between the wisdom of the God that I serve and between the discernment of the experience that I've had up to this point, I'm creating like a little mini sermon every single day. And that takes care of the content. That takes care of the way. And because I know that I have the integrity of leading people forward in business and leadership, I have the integrity of staying true to what uh, the word says about me, those that I walk alongside, and I'm staying true to the experience of myself and only teaching that which I've, uh, you know, walked through and accomplished from my own. So. No, I think, and, and we talked about this the first time you were on, where the impact that you've been able to create for the church outside of the church yeah. is huge is huge and and so many people are like oh well he left the church no he actually expanded the church like yeah. really understand what happened and what how he was called yeah. to serve like that was like one of the huge takeaways that i had from our last interview was how much you've expanded the church by doing it a different way cuz you're connecting with people how they need to be connected that's it to get them to understand hey that's it switch this that's it right. Guys, guys, six years ago, six years ago, 
I was I was a pastor teaching FPU, Financial Peace University by Dave Ramsey to my congregation, <laughs> something that I had done for years yeah. while I was close to $350,000 in debt. Today, not only did I not have any bad consumer debt, I actually have really healthy leveraged debt that allows us to grow our influence and our income and our impact. But two weeks ago, I was invited out and flown out by Dave Ramsey and his team to speak to their community and to learn more about their organization and how they run things as a nine figure outfit. If that's not God, yeah, I don't know. Like I don't have any other way to explain it. Like there was a time when I stepped out of occupational ministry that I did step, I tried so hard to step away from my faith because there was so much pain that I couldn't pray away. I didn't know what to do with myself. And so then I stopped drinking and everything got even worse because all the coping mechanisms were gone. <laughs> right. <laughs> I had to stand face to face and confront all of the confusion and all of the complacency and all of the victimization and all I could come back to was I don't know if I believe all of this. I don't know if I can take all of this at literal face value, but what I do know is that there is something bigger at play than what I can understand for myself. And no matter how far and how hard I try to run, even if I make my bed in hell, where can I go that you're not there? There's no other way. Oh man, Cody. All right. I love talking with you, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. But I'm going to ask you one final question uh, from me. And 2020, I know it's challenged so many different families from kids being in school and then not in school and back in school and not in school and, yeah. and people getting laid off or furloughed or businesses shutting down, right? Like so many crazy things have happened this year. And, and I, you know, I was blessed because obviously, you know, we have, we have what we have going on, but it was also, it came with its own challenges. Like I, I am yeah. one person that needs to, I need alone time. I need to, literally isolation sometimes from, from everybody. But okay. now that the house has two kids and a wife at all times with me, and they're probably just as sick of me sometimes. Right. And, and it's, it's been the most grateful thing that's, that has happened for for all of our relationships, but it's still been challenging. There's sure. still been times because you're like, there's no space, right? Like what, what's your advice to, to those people that, that are, have been faced with some of these trying times? Like how do you, what message do you give to them to make the most of it and, and turn it around instead of just surviving of it and to actually thrive? And cause I, I feel like all the struggles I've had, I feel like I've thrived in so many more different ways uh, so, uh, you know, what message would you give to, to someone like me that is in that same situation that so many yeah. people have been put in this year? Yeah. Well, Paul does say it is better to be single if you can be. So I'll, I'm, <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. Listeners, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> there's, a, there's a story. There's a story uh, of, a, of a young kid and he couldn't be more than probably 12 years old. And he didn't have, like, he didn't, his job was, uh, he's in his family's business. And uh, he was, he was the youngest. He, he wasn't the smartest. He wasn't the brightest. He wasn't the strongest by any shape. He had brothers that were much stronger than him. And uh, there was a confrontation that happened in his community. And uh, he felt uh, that, that God was calling him to, to handle this confrontation and nobody understood it. 
right? And so by now we know that I'm talking about this guy named David. And so David, he's called to fight this giant. And I know we've all heard the story. And so you'll humor me in allowing me to share it in the way that I do. He didn't have anything. Right? He was a shepherd. And what happens when you're a shepherd? You just smell like sheep. So he had sheep stink all over him. Wasn't anything to anyone. Didn't look much of anything. Right? By all certain circumstances, he was just a poor kid doing what poor kids do. Yet there was this confrontation that was happening. And so he says, it's me. I'm the one. So they try to put all the armor on him. Sometimes people will put things on you that you never asked for to try to push you into success that is not requiring of any of the other things that people say that you need to have. Sometimes it's just weighing you down. You know, I did my first quarter million dollars without a funnel, without a website, without anything. All I had was, I just had conversations. That's all I had. I had conversations. That's it. And so David, he had these three these smooth stones in his hand. Those three little stones. And he says, this is all I need. This is actually all I need. So my question to you and something that I would have you consider is what's in your hand? You might not have everything that you want right now. I understand that. You might find yourself in a situation where you're up against a giant that you either called out or that you didn't ask for, but it's still there. And my proposition to you is what's in your hand is enough. That it always has been. That instead of looking at the ways in which your hand is empty, that maybe you start to look at what it is actually in your hand. What do I have? Man, I got my kids. And my kids don't care. My kids don't care if, if I make a million dollars or if I make five dollars. All they care about is that when I'm with them, I look them in the eyes. I'm kind to them. I am gracious to them. I give them that everything that I have, not my leftovers from a day where I'm stressed slaying giants. What else do I have? For a lot of us, we got phones that work. For a lot of us, we've got spouses. When my when my wife met me a few years ago, I didn't have anything that I have now. I, I I've built what I've built today because of the support of that woman. I would not be here. Let me tell you, I'd have gotten in my way so many times, and there are times that I wanted to blame her for my own stress, right? Because it's got to go somewhere, right? And so I moved from recognizing that she was one of the smooth stones to being the one throwing stones. But man, what a gift. What a gift she is. She is all the things that I am not. I got my wife. I've got a voice. I've got these talents. I've got these skill sets. I've got opportunity. I had a client the other day that uh, was so frustrated. She's, she's in the process of building a business and she's also working full time. And so she's driving back and forth to work and her daughter is, uh, is having to go to grandma's house. Cause again, we're in these uncertain times where, you know, nobody goes to school anymore. And, uh, so dropping her off at grandma's and, and she's literally having, she said, I'm leaving 10 minutes early. She keeps chasing me down the street. My kid keeps chasing me. So I take her back to, to my mom, to grandma, right? Take her back to my mom. Mom tries to hold her. She breaks away. She won't stop. 
She won't stop chasing me. And I said, I can imagine that'd be really frustrating. It was five minutes. Now I'm leaving 10 minutes. Next week, is it going to be 15 minutes? I'm going to lose my job. And I'm trying to do all these things. I said, I can, I hear you. And I can imagine that'd be really frustrating. I get it. I, 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 I understand how frustrating that must be. You know what I'd give for my daughter to be able to run after me? My daughter's got CP. She, she don't run. What do you have in your hand? What do you have in your hand that it's been in your hand so long that it's created an imprint and it's not special anymore and you don't see it anymore? We can always talk about the things that we don't have. But if you can focus on the gratitude of what you do have, I do know there is a God that multiplies that which we're grateful for. We see it throughout scripture. We see it throughout the sacred text that the man with talents gets multiplied. And there's prayers of multiplication. And I'm not here to speak some sort of prosperity gospel. I just know, even from a physics standpoint, that we attract who we are. So become a person of gratitude. There are things inside of your world that you cannot control. So let it go. Focus on what you can control. Focus on what you're going to do with those few smooth stones that you have in your hand. Gosh, I love talking to Cody, man. Holy smokes, this is great. Okay, so Cody, I appreciate all the time that you've given us today. Yeah. I know there's people out there that are like, like how I'm feeling right now. Like, what is my next step with Cody? Where do I go? How do I get in touch with him? Where can they go? Where can they find you? Yeah. So if, if you're a gentleman interested in the community that we have created and you feel like that might be a next step for you, you can go to lionmethod.com read more about who we are and what we do and see some case studies on there and maybe you'll align with some of them and maybe you'll want to jump on a call with me and that'd be great. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm in the business of helping people tell better stories, but that starts with hearing yours. So you can also find me. I'm sure you'll tag me in this show on Facebook and uh, Instagram and everywhere else. So please, again, feel free to slide in my DMs and shoot me a message. I am a very approachable guy. And uh, again, I would love to hear more of who you are and what makes you come alive and what you're fighting for right now, even if it is your faith and even if it is to make ends meet. And I've been there. I understand it. I am not a man without my own trials. And so um, I'm with you and I'm for you. Oh, all right, Cody. Thank you for, for blessing us with your presence today. Uh, you know, it, it, it's always so good to, to hear you. And, you know, when you spoke with, with uh, Catherine at Design Hack It Live. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was, you know, you just can't, can't beat the things that you teach every single time. I, I just am blown away. So thank you very much. Thank you very much. So, well, thanks for having me. All right, Cody. Thanks so much, man. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't know if I have much to say because I'm a little bit speechless. So yeah. what, do you, what do you got, Ron? I got, I got a list of stuff, man. Holy smokes. Like I will you can only you, do two. You only got two. I know I can only do two, but I, like this is exactly why I said he was our favorite guest. And what, we're 100 shows? He's my favorite guest because of his emotion, his passion. Like you can feel it. Like when he's telling you the story, like you feel it. And you know he wants to help and he can help, which is amazing. There's not a lot of people that can can do that. So I, I'm going to talk about one that I thought was was hard and hit home was tell the truth right? Tell the truth, like to yourself, like, right. You can't lie to yourself. 
Like you have to tell the truth to yourself. And that's the only way you're actually going to make some kind of change. You have to be truthful. Like if you're working out and you're actually working out, tell the truth, right? Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, The other one, gosh, there's so many. The other one is going to be the environment that you surround yourself with. So if you're surrounding yourself and this, this goes on social media and, and you and I have talked about this before in the past where my feed and your feed, like we're business partners, right? We pretty much follow the same people. And I remember a conversation you and I had, I was getting kind of pissy that I was seeing all this negative stuff and I didn't understand why. Right. And you're like, I don't see any of that stuff. This is what I'm seeing. Cause you're yeah. focusing on this stuff. So Facebook kind of switched its algorithm to fo- help you focus on that stuff. So understand something that he just said, control what you can control. And social media is, is I want to almost say it's irrelevant. I mean, it really, really is like, is it that important? Think about it. Like, yeah, we all use it as a tool, but it does not control your life. It, it might help foster some of the relationships that are more important. You know, Correct. Anything, right? If you're surrounding yourself with the right relationship people in your social media feed. Yeah. Right. And that was a perfect example that we ran into ourselves. Yeah. All right. Uh, one, one, a little other thing, you know, it, it, Cody kind of slid it un, under the radar there. Invest heavy in mm. yourself because then your ROI will be heavy in return. So, uh, all right, everyone, thank you so much for joining us today. If you are not watching this, then definitely feel free to head on over to YouTube and search in hindsight hacking or join us in the facebook group facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash now 22 and definitely don't forget cody mentioned the lionmethod.com or lionmethod.com to if you want to go find out more uh from him because he's amazing and everyone thank you so much for listening and guys thanks for being the best part of the hindsight hackers community